0: back to Enlighten Up for episode 47, The Event, DNA Activation Truth Codes, 40 Days in a Van with Jesus, and Zero Point Energy Healing. We welcome Linda Good McGillis to the show today, who has her finger on the pulse when it comes to all things related to the event, the ascension process, and the energy of our awakening. This episode is so- so chock full of information and wisdom. In fact, it might be one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far. You are going to want to listen to this episode multiple times just to absorb the information in here because there is just a wealth of wisdom that Linda shares with us. I can't even go into all of the details here, but we're gonna talk about twin flame distortion. We're gonna talk about Uranus moving into Taurus and how that is a new seven year cycle of sudden change that is going to affect the collective ascension and what that means for everyone. We're gonna talk about the event and if it's a singular event or if it's incoming in waves. Linda talks to us about how we're all time travelers, whether we remember or not, and how we have come back to recreate the time where we annihilated ourselves. We're going to get into the divine truth codes of the Holy Mother and the Holy Father and how that activates our DNA. And she's going to share with us her very traumatic spiritual awakening that led her to spending 40 days in a van with angels and Jesus and how that Changed everything for her. So let's just jump right into the episode and find out all of the wisdom that Linda has to share with us today. Welcome back to Enlighten Up, everyone. I am Nicole Frolic, one of your co hosts, and I am joined today by Lisa and Brian, my other two co hosts. Michael is not with us today, but we have a very fun show for you planned today. We're going to be talking to uh, someone who had a very intense and deep spiritual awakening in 2013. And she's going to share with us her experience and how how that was actually a very, uh, it was a disruptive experience and not an easy transition for her because she was quite a skeptic leading up to this point. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Linda to the show, who um, describes herself as an incarnated, embodied, omnipresent galactic commander, ancient elder, guardian gatekeeper and wisdom weaver. Linda, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Thank you. I am good. How are you, Nicole?
0: I'm good. Thanks for being with us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So um, let's let the audience know a little bit about you and um, how your spirit, like your deep spiritual awakening came to be, because you've mentioned uh, to me before that you you slowly started awakening from 1996, but you had a very intense awakening in 2013. Um, What what prompted the spiritual awakening for you? The, the really intense hey,
2: way wait wait, wait wait. time, time out we, you can't give that introduction and not give me a chance to say <laughs> galactic commander <laughs> so do you have a fleet of warships stationed outside of uh, the, the, the troposphere
1: can I ask can I answer with a question what makes you think that galactic automatically means warships I
2: don't know all the movies I've watched.
1: <laughs> no, I am commander of a starship known as the Golden Rose. There's nine hundred thousand sentient beings that reside on that ship. Oh, okay.
2: Well, how are how are they doing without their commander on the ship?
1: Well, your the commander is on the ship. And you're shitting on it. <laughs> Never heard
3: a growl before.
1: Wow. I like that grr. I like it when you grr at me, Brian.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm at a loss for words.
0: <laughs> Not quite sure how to navigate this one, are you, Brian? Nope.
2: This is a first for me. <laughs>
1: well, no. You know, um, every planet is a ship, is is a starship. Okay. And even though it appears to the human aspect of us that all these planets are outside of us, they're really inside us, if you will. And Earth, in and of itself, is a ship. Some people call her Gaia, so you know. And but she, in and of herself, is a starship.
2: I can and, understand that.
1: And you can liken all of us to, you've seen all these um, shuttles going to the moon and you see them walking on the moon and they have their spacesuits on and they have that cord that connects them to the ship, the shuttle, right?
2: Right.
1: Well, liken that to us. Okay. You know, your body that's named Brian, it's labeled Brian. Is a spacesuit and your consciousness, awakened or not, is has a silver umbilical cord that's attached to the consciousness of the ship. Okay. Some people call that ship mother.
2: Okay, I can understand that. So, what your ship is part of Earth? It's our
1: ship is Earth.
2: But you said you were the commander of one that I was standing on, which led me to believe.
1: But I have. Uh, there's other commanders with me. They're called the 24 Elders or the 12 A.M. Pairs. Okay. You know, oh. we're not the. O- I'm not the only commander. Okay. Okay. See, our consciousness as a humanity, Brian, whether we're awakened or unawakened, our consciousness is what runs this. This planet this that's called Earth, this ship.
0: Sure.
1: It doesn't I mean there's seven point eight billion fractals of us of a soul or nine hundred thousand sentient beings on this earth ship. It appears that there's seven point eight billion. Now regardless of how awakened or unawakened, how aware or unaware we're all part of that collective conscious that steers this ship and keeps keeps this ship either in a lower dimensional frequency or higher dimensional frequencies based on their consciousness and based on how much light or condensed light that the physical spacesuit named Brian, Nicole, Lisa, Linda hold.
3: So the nine hundred thousand what did you call them sepions? Sentient. Sentient sentient beings and how are those different from regular the other people that are part of the 7.8 billion
1: well if you take a if you take a light and you take a black piece of construction paper right and you put a whole bunch of pinholes in that piece of paper and you i love light right oh there you go light bright's perfect brian and you hold it up to that light, what do you get? You that get one light
2: of- looks like 50 lights or whatever.
1: Yeah, you get a whole bunch of pinholes that have filter light through it, right? But it's still one light. Hmm. So, like, and that's a piece of black paper with 7.8 billion fractals of one light.
2: Okay, well, I... Th- I, th- I think... That's a good answer to Galactic Commander. <laughs> I okay. understood yeah, a you. part of it. I can get my mind around a part of it. I should I salute salute you or
1: No. I am just you. You know. Hey, I
2: went, you're gonna blow my mind on that one.
1: <laughs> now see, you take the four of us, okay? Now Again, remember that black piece of paper with all of those fragmented pinholes of light, right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so we're all one of those fractal pieces of that light that come from that one light, right? That one source. So we are just each other in a different timeline and a different dimensional frequency. Now, there's 144... Dimension dimensions, okay. And how many? How many? There's 144 dimensions.
2: Okay. I'll take your word for it.
1: And each one of those dimensions has a grid, or a star grid, or a consciousness grid, whatever you, label you need to to wrap your mind around. So there's a different. On each one of those grids, it's it's a it's a Metatron's cube, right?
3: Okay,
2: Brian,
1: Brian
0: doesn't Google know that. what
1: Metatron's I, cube is. I'm gonna Google is. that while you're talking because
2: I don't know what that cube looks like. But but go on, go on.
1: To the human aspect, that cube is a four-sided cube. Or to some esoterics, it's nine-sided cube.
2: Oh, now, okay, I see it. Yeah, I can see it.
1: In in all actuality outside of linear time and space continuum, if you will, in in what is called eternity. Eternity is all time and no time simultaneously. There's no past, there's no future, there's no present, there's only just right now. That's omnipresence. And in that space of omnipresence, you you can see and access any one of 144 dimensions. Now, on the second dimension we have the animal uh, kingdoms. You know, on the first dimension we have the elementals, you know. So, as you go up in dimensions, in each one you have a cube. On each cube you have four parallel universes simultaneously that you are living. Within each one of those four sides of the cube, or your four parallel universes, you have seven timelines in each one of them. Now, in each one of those timelines, you have seven paradigms. So now you see why there are 7.8 billion fractals of you on this Earthship?
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Wow, this just turned into a good math class. It <laughs> yeah, did. Sorry, no, <laughs> don't it's, it's, me. no, don't no, no! Please don't apologize. It's very interesting. I'm I'm trying to follow because I'm not exactly the greatest math person, so I'm I'm trying to do the math in my head as you're saying it.
2: I'm well, you know, I'm otherwise... looking at the Metatron cube. It's really interesting. I'll have to to look into that more. The shape is really interesting, and we've seen part of that shape in other permutations. The what did you call it, Lisa? The star of, flower life? of life, flower of life
1: flower of life it's all tied in together you you can't get the full truth just from the flower of life you can't get the full truth just from the galactic side of it or the alien and which is a really a derogatory vibrational word because you know the higher in consciousness you embrace and really Brian you'll re- you'll relate to this honey you can like and I don't care what anybody says you can like an awakening or ascension to this on the human aspect, logical term of it, we use 5% of our brain capacity. That's been proven that 95% of the human brain is unused. Yes? Speak for yourself.
3: <laughs> or at least it's subcon- the subconscious. I'm the at conscious.
1: least, I'm pushing
3: 6,
2: 7.5%. <laughs> Come on.
1: <laughs> oh, come on, honey. I was going to tell you you're at 13. Anyway, <laughs> awakening and enlightenment truly is because all your vessel is is condensed light. That's what people call darkness.
2: Okay. You
1: know, it's condensed light. And in awakening, you bring in the light from a, from the sun and, the, and, and everything else, the energies. You bring that light, which is information into your vessel, your body. And what that does on your spiritual journeys or awakening journeys whatever you want to label it that expands your brain capacity from 5% out and so awakening is ascension awakening is the soul's journey ascension is strictly planetary and that that, that were, those two words those labels get really intermixed and confused, but really your whole point of awakening is to expand your brain capacity to hold in the light information or the wisdom of 144 dimension of frequencies.
2: Right. Well, it, it makes sense the way you describe it, because if you have a higher brain capacity, you can have a greater degree of clarity or you can understand things. Better just because you have – that brain power is going to give you more knowledge. So Absolutely. You can, so you can have clarity and, and under, understand a difficult concept. And that's why it's hard for me or somebody that's not awakened to not understand some of these things.
1: But see, that's a judgment on your part, honey. Who says that you're not awakened, Brian?
2: Lisa.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you know, that's something in her, that's a judgment because it's, it's, you know and this is this is a distortion and I mean no disrespect to nobody here. This is a distortion in, in the light worker community. When you come to understand that there is no duality that it is contrast. That good and bad, positive, negative, wise and unwise, I, you know, conditional unconditional truth and untruth is all a mindset it's all a thought and you know what the light workers call the unawakened are those that are asleep there's truth and untruth in that yes but however with the shifts that we've been going through guys All these energies that have been bathed in this planet since, mind you, remember this Gaia, the planet Earth, ascended in 2012. She's already golden. It's humanity's consciousness that has not caught up to that golden heavenly realms frequency consciousness or the new ship, which is called the New Jerusalem or the Golden Roads, that us in our highest aspects our commanders are, the mm-hmm. one that we live on. Now, the unawakened, if you think about it truly, they are more aware. Now, uh, now, hear my words, guys. I, aware versus awake. Sure. They're more aware because they're dancing in the dark. And see what light workers fail to keep in the forefront of their thought process is the higher you evolve in the light frequencies, the more into the abyss and the dark you go. Darkness births light. Yeah. See, however, light births darkness, and you get too far up in those light frequencies, you don't see light anymore. All you see is judgment and darkness, and everything else, because you're observing it all, so, you know, there's a lot of the unawakened, that are more aware, even though they're not consciously aware, that they're awakened. but they maneuver through the shadow aspects of what the light worker community, spiritual community labels, shadows, and darkness, and inner, Vampires, all of that. These people—they're labeled unawakened. They maneuver a hell of a lot easier. Oh, sorry, forgive me. No, don't. Uh, no. We're,
2: we're not governed by the uh, the FCC.
1: Because <laughs> <Okay.
0: laughs> I, guess I, guess I smoke. You know, whatever. That's
1: all <laughs> thought, belief in the spiritual community. Too. That's not true.
0: But anyway. So, uh, sorry. What you're saying is because I'm just I'm trying to like see if I can clarify this to make sure I'm following you correctly. So would this explain then why there are, um, why it seems like there are spiritually awakened people to like you know, and how it said that are quote unquote, kind of false light. Like they're, they're just seem let's to be coming more from like- out.
1: Let's take the word false out of it and let's call it distorted. Okay. Now, it's helpful to understand this. All this stuff that is false light workers, false prophets, every single one of us that have a human body are a false prophet at one point or another. Now, again, you know, contrast and love. Love is not an emotion, love is. It's the dark and the light, it's the condensed light, which is called darkness and light. It is matter and antimatter. It's only the human that judges. Creator don't judge us, because Creator knows that darkness is, is part of contrast. It's only the human thought process that labels it, gives definition, gives def- description, gives an opinion, and gives judgment attached to anything. Creator sees darkness as just energy, condensed light. And that's what our journey is, is, is all about, is to get back to that point where you see darkness and light as contrast rather than duality. You don't attach the labels of, of polarity to it. You see it as an experience, as an energetic experience. So to, truth is as fluid as the frequency and you, the individual, hold within and maintain. So if if somebody is at a third-dimensional frequency, and somebody's at a fourth-dimensional frequency, mind you, the only place any kind of dark energy exists is in the 4D astral plane. It don't exist on the 3D tangible plane until a human individual gives a thought to it that it's dark or evil or a sin, this, that, and the other. Hmm. So you cannot say that anybody is a dark being or a false prophet or a false light worker because they're just at a different frequency and each frequency has its own understanding standing and clarity and truth that comes with it. So somebody that's maintaining... You know, for the most part, I spend my time at the 33rd and the 42nd dimensional frequency. I only come into the physical aspect when I need to, if you will. Uh, And somebody else that's at the 12th dimensional frequency, you know, there's always going to be deeper clarity and deeper truth to that clarity that which you've already obtained at your frequency you're at because you're always evolving. So it's just distorted, but to that person on that frequency, they' thats their truth, mm-hmm. because that's they can only understand and understand and overstand at the frequency they're at.
0: Yeah. Okay, I understand that. That's like the different
3: parallel timelines. Like depending on what frequency you're at, you could jump. I mean, right. your your whole reality can change based on jumping those frequencies.
1: Right. So if you go into meditation and you connect with, you know, the archangels or the ascended masters or Pleiadians, Lyrans, whoever, some, you know, whatever, council of nine, council of 12, you know, whomever you connect with, you can bring that wisdom, that light information in. However, And say you write it in a journal. Lisa, can I use you an example? Say Lisa had an experience and wrote it in a journal two years ago, right? Well, the frequency Lisa was at two years ago is not the frequency Lisa is at right now. So if you were to go, if Lisa was to go back and read that journal entry, It's going to now give her deeper clarity, deeper encodement. It's going to activate her even more because she's at a different frequency. So what, and you can apply that in any way, even Brian. Now, Brian, six months ago, who you, the frequency you were at six months ago is not the frequency you're at right now. So, so, you know, you have a memory or an experience or something that, you know, you're good that you could have had very similar six months ago. Well, now you're going to see it through a different lens. You're yeah. going to get deeper clarity and deeper truth because you're seeing it through a different perceptual human lens because of the frequency you're maintaining at now.
2: That actually makes sense to me. <laughs>
0: Yay! Oh, no, yeah, totally.
2: Okay, so that was a. Sorry, I I got you off track,
0: Nicole. Well, no, I mean I I yeah, just feel like you we wanted went... her
2: to talk about her her actual awakening. Yeah, but so I feel I, and I think this was a great lead into that. But
0: yeah, because uh, I think we just all went to Cosmic College <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, okay. for twenty minutes. So, um, Linda, do you want to share with um, us all and the audience how your spiritual awakening came to be? You
1: know, for me, I, I was diagnosed with lung cancer back in 2012. And I went through chemo at the beginning of 2013 and, and family situations and whatnot. I ended up homeless the beginning of June. On June 18, 2013, I was brutally raped. And in the rape, my tailbone was broken, the coccyx. And that sent me into full what people coin and label as awakening. Now, for me, and Brian, this is why I giggle. For me, I, I was raped in Montana, and I went to a crisis home in Corland, Idaho. And I spent from sunrise to sunset for 40 days out in the mountains. And my life, I was begging to die straight up. I mean, I was begging to die to be taken out of the cruelty of this world. Now, Brian, for you, up until this point, my whole life, the only, the last sci fi movie I ever watched was when I, I don't know, I was seven or eight when E.T. and The Cat from Outer Space came out in the movie theaters. Okay. And after that, I cried. I kept. I knew who E.T. was. <laughs> I don't know how I knew it at that age, but, you know, and I cried. I kept saying I wanted to go home. And And from that point on, I never watched any sci-fi movies before my rape. You could not have convinced me. That reincarnation was real you could not have convinced me that ufos in any way shape or form were real that martians were real aliens none of it you just could not have convinced me period and i'd never watched the matrix or any of that stuff and when i was out in the in the mountains the first angel that came to me and mind you i didn't believe in angels either um he came and sat as real as you and i are in the flesh in my front seat of my van and and i thought i was hallucinating i'd been begging to die you know i was just brutally raped i was broken i was beyond broken guys and and to make a stop you know a very long story shorter um Archangel Azrael, the angel of death, appeared in my van, and I argued with him, called him every name and filthy name in the book, if you will, um, back and forth for you know like ten hours. And then the next day, he appears with this archangel Uriel. And I went through the same thing, you know, going through periods of I'm hallucinating. Okay, no, now. And then I'd calm down. They they taught me how to prana breathe. And then the what, third well, day. Sorry, what,
2: what kind of breathing?
1: Prana breathing. Oh, deep prana, breathing, okay. Deep breathing. And then the third day, Jesus appeared in my van, and I knew I, I knew I was hallucinating. And I wasn't even on drugs. I wasn't even smoking pot. And it changed my life. You know, literally, they sat with me for 40 days out in the mountains. And mind you, I had never heard of the words enlightenment, awakening, ascension. Jesus and angels never used those words with me. And, you know, Jesus taught, showed me, because Brian, I'm like you, you know, how can this be real? And, and, and I'm going to give you an example here. Jesus told me to, even though I never seen my rapist's face, obviously it was a male. So Jesus told me to take the rapist, the image I had of this monster that did this to me, take his face off and put my my face on his body and ask, and ask myself why I raped myself. And I tell you what. That image of Jesus sitting in my van got called every name in the book. What the flip do you mean? I raped myself. And, and that was the beginning, literally, of, of my journey. I mean, at that point, after my tailbone was broken, I'm remembering 3.8 billion lifetimes. And I didn't know what I was remembering. Whoa. You know, I'm going to see a rape psychiatrist because it's part of this rape crisis home that I'm staying in. And in this psychiatrist, I'm blowing her mind. She's like, you're doing my job for me. You're figuring this stuff out. And the more that Jesus and the angels showed me to detach my emotions, to make it impersonal.
0: They showed
1: me how each one of us was here for a divine purpose that the Bible had truth and untruth and and i mean all of it and i still had brian i still had a lot of problems with uh the galactic side of the thing i mean jesus is supposed to be religious right
2: well the church <laughs>
1: um, paints that picture right but mind you i didn't i'm still in that broken space of getting all this information and it doesn't make sense because that's not what life is showing us right so I'm, I'm getting it from both sides, and and literally from that point on, up till now, um, it's just been a matter of getting deeper clarity, deeper clarity to what I was showing. I mean, I have so many journals, and I was making posts four and five years ago, which is occurring right now. And people would tell me, Lindy, you don't know what you're talking about. You're too far ahead. You're too far from the future. You've got to come down to earth. And I didn't know what had happened at that point. You know, I was still figuring it out that Jesus and the angels were still... Because I had all this information. I had all this wisdom, and I didn't understand what it meant. But at the same time, I'm having memories of Pompeii being buried in Italy under the lava. I'm having memories uh, uh, of being a white little girl being hung and raped and beaten by 10 black men back in Egypt i uh, you know i'm having these i'm having these memories of these green people coming at me and and i'm shooting at them i'm having these you know so for me so it was does all that still
2: do, do you still go through those or, you know, see those visions or, or whatever you call it? I mean, did that happen at at that time of the awakening? Because that was now four or five years ago. Are you still seeing those things and experiencing things?
1: I get visions. I, you know, I don't have to go into meditation to see anything. Um, I do meditate. But, I mean, I can... I can literally pull up at at this point in my journey, any timeline, any dimension I want to, and I can see, and I can choose which timeline I want to participate in any given moment. Um, But I see everything as codes, energy, sounds, tones. I understand that the perception of, of the vessel, Linda, is inverted. Now, our, our consciousness and, and, and the human vessel, everything should automatically tell you that everything is distorted because anything that you see physically with your eyes goes in through your optic nerve and what happens? Automatically, it's inverted. Therefore, the truth is now inverted for you in any way, shape or form because of your perception. The optic nerve is automatically, in order for your brain to process it, has automatically inverted it. So you want the truth of anything, look at the inversion. Now, the consciousness of the 3D conscious, collective consciousness that we have been enslaved under, subliminally programmed. And what the awakening journey is, is you're evolving your consciousness, your frequency. Of that consciousness into a 5D dimensional harmonic bandwidth frequency to where your physical tangible world will vibrate at that frequency within your consciousness within your physical vessels and as that takes place that's where you're connecting if you will to a new grid of consciousness and so that's where the skeptical part, Brian, comes in because spirit is unseen. Spirit is the wisdom that you're expanding your mind, your brain through. Oh I like thinking of it that way. And so as as this as you raise your frequency and the collective, even if you consider yourself unawakened, and Lisa and Nicole and the rest of us continue to do the inner work and understand that we're conduits of karmic energy and make our experiences impersonal. We change that energetic template, which automatically connects the conscious mind of the vessel to the new star grid consciousness, or the new Jerusalem, the golden rose, whatever you want to call it, the ship. So the higher in frequency we as an individual and as a collective go, we're connecting more and more to the full wisdom and knowledge of the living library, which is known as the planet Earth. It's a ship. Your brain is the living library. You're just now expanding it to, to connect fully to your full consciousness. So you do don't
2: you need know, do you know how many... People have awakened, you know, out of the nine hundred thousand sentient beings or the seven point eight million meat sacks.
1: Well, there is right now. There's three point four nine one million lightworkers that are at a frequency of of awareness as a mass collective. Now, out of the, that 3.491 million, a third of them are in the process of spiraling right now. Why are they spiraling? Because they got caught up with, rather than listening to their spirit, they got caught up with following all of these gurus and everything outside of them that told them they didn't have to deal with their shadow side, just go keep your vibes positive. Keep, you know, have astral sex, keep your frequency high and not (laughs) deal with your shadow side. Yeah. So now we're finding we got a third of those 3.491 million that are are spiraling to a lower, back down to a lower timeline frequency because lo and behold, they're being bombarded with all this so-called darkness or shadows of themselves. And, and they hadn't done the inner work. And so the vessel in and of itself cannot handle the higher frequencies coming in now. So that's what I mean when I say spiral or short circuit, if you will. That's why it's been, you know, everybody wants the event to happen all at once. Well, the physical vessel cannot handle that bolt of light.
0: Can you... It is it just, is it, sorry, go I, ahead, I was Nicole. just going to say, can you explain the event to Brian... Because he's only recently—I think you've only recently heard what the event is, right, Brian?
2: We've heard—yeah, we've had a couple of people talk about it. I guess I—yeah, I, I wouldn't say I know what it is.
1: In the—okay, the event is what is referred to in, in any other religious texts as let there be light. Now, that's already occurred. That bolt of light, you know, in the, in the Bible and whatnot, it sits there and says— and the Earth is going to just light up, and then we're going to go through 200 years of darkness. Da da, da 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 That bolt of light has already hit the Earth. That's when Gaia ascended, back in 2012. Now,
2: so does that mean we have to go through 200 years of
1: darkness? No. See, that's a belief. You know, nothing's real until you. There's no thought that is real. All a belief is is a thought that's been repeated. Nothing is real until you attach a thought to it. So you take away the thought, and it's not real. It doesn't exist. And that's the consciousness that we're leaving, the unconscious thought process where you're not aware that your thoughts are creating. You're attaching fear to thoughts, and they're going to create. That's what the frequency shift does. What the event is, is it's not just a one-time thing. It's called a stairway to heaven for a purpose, not you know, rather than a highway to hell. And so humanity has had to slowly raise their frequency of their vessel because if they were to get this whole bolt of light information, it would short circuit the vessel. It would it would annihilate our entire DNA. So we now again, we've come back from the future, every single one of us to recreate our anti- where we annihilated ourselves. We're time travelers, every single one of us, whether we remember it or not. But at the same token, we're the ancient elders. Because remember, outside of time and space continuum, which is linear time on this 3D template, physical plane, Outside of that time and space continuum, everything is right now. It's only the human mind and its beliefs that says there is a past and there is a present and there is a future. But your brain, even the 95% that is deemed to be unused, holds memories of being alive. 87%. 87%, yeah. (laughs) yeah so it's holding memory so say you're having a deja vu moment okay that is a memory that you have tapped into that frequency it has sparked that frequency to where now you have a memory you can literally pull that memory into you because now you have engaged it because now you have a deja vu moment Mm-hmm. You have a dream or in your meditation, you, you know, meditation takes you to different dimensions, which activate different memories in your brain. And, and, and this is a, ties into the false prophet and the false light workers and yada, 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 because say you're at a lower frequency and in meditation, you're tapping into and tuning into a higher frequency. You're getting that wisdom and now you're having to bring it in and filter it through a lower frequency filter. So you're not getting the full clarity and the full truth, the full decodement of it, because the frequency your vessel is at can only filter it through its own veils. And the higher in frequency you evolve to, you erase those veils you've expanded your own limitations within your mind you've allowed yourself to pierce it into be open minded to where you can receive more light information which is wisdom from so the is, is is
2: there a is there a threshold for you said there was 3.5 Billion, I think. Million
3: light workers. Oh, there
2: is—is—is is, is there a threshold for the number of people that have awakened and can understand things that—that's when
3: this event is going to happen? I heard, I heard it was one hundred and forty-four thousand.
1: Well, the one hundred and forty-four thousand. Again, you know, people apply that to actual beings, and it's really helpful to understand that. Everything comes down to numbers, energy, frequency, and vibration. So, if there's three and a half million awakened and aware light workers in one aspect of frequency or another, right? Then we're moving from a two-strand DNA for the majority to a 12-strand DNA, which actually is a 24-strand DNA, which in all truth, the more you evolve, comes to a 48-strand DNA. So... The hundred and forty four thousand hold DN original blueprint template DNA. In other words, they hold the actual wholeness of that DNA. Now three point five million light workers are fragments of that DNA. So, we're crystallining 144,000 strands of DNA codons. Now, this is the family tree of life. Take Again, take it back to that piece of paper with all those pinholes in it. You know in order to clear, be conduits and clear all the karma of this planet, in order to have the human collective consciousness of us be in full union and harmony with our above and the below, if you will. Right?
2: I'd like to say right, but I, I'm lost.
1: <laughs> He's glazed uh,
2: over. I, I think Nicole and Lisa have, are understanding you. You want me to continue yo yo absolutely i'm just when can, you said right i'm like uh yeah
0: can we can we just pause for a second i have to pee so bad my bladder i drank so much water before we started the show sure <laughs> let well, me well, just while, uh,
2: while we're paused i'll tell you go, why nicole. she's yeah go nicole while she's going i'll 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 tell you linda why we're she's drinking a lot of water i don't we talked about it on a recent episode, I guess, but but Lisa and Nicole and I we each drink a gallon of distilled water a day. Oh, right on! And actually, uh, Lisa and I we got b- our own we distiller? bought our own distiller. So out in the garage, there's a distiller that makes up to eight gallons a day, and it's got a reservoir tank and a pump. So even that's... our ice cubes and you go up to the refrigerator, you know, door to get water, and that's distilled water. So.
1: That is sweet. You know, distilled water is the best water you can do for your vessel. You know, you can also speak to it. You know, say out loud, I love you. Sing to it, whatever you want to do. But the more you say, I love you, water in and of itself is a consciousness. And then when you drink it, and of course you urinate or or defecate out, regardless, it, it goes... It flows out into the rivers, oceans, lakes, seas, yada, yada, yada. And it, you know, all the water, it affects that sound vibration of I love you. And that frequency is carried as like a music throughout all the water. And it touches, it will eventually touch every human life, every tree, plant, animal. That vibration of I love you. That is awesome.
3: So you should you know, tell people that you love them all the time. Just people, I love you, I love you, I love you. Right?
1: Well, I do it silently when they call me. And they me up, false prophet and all that. I still, I love you, I bless you, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, when I'm driving down the highway, I say out loud, I love you guys. You
2: know? I think because- that's a great idea to do that with. to do that with the water. I mean, that's... I mean,
1: it's and you, what, what a
2: romantic view of of humanity that we're that we're putting positive energy into this thing that we're consuming, which is great for our body. But I think a lot of us we don't think about when it leaves our body and what happens. And okay, yeah, I went to the bathroom and flushed the toilet, and there goes the water. But for it to still have Goodness Absolutely. attached to it. I, th- I think. I think that is.
1: That's same cool. with your food, because you consume your food, and and if you bless your food, and if you tell your food, "I love you," you know, even your bath water, your shower. I bless. I bless all my water, whether I'm doing dishes, cooking, taking a shower, bath, flushing no the toilet, don't matter. I bless it all with the holy divine truth code number three three one zero six and then I turn around and I and and it's become a habit for me I just do it unconsciously now you know it's just automatic I sit there and say may it purify the mind body heart souls and spirits of all life forms
2: well I love I I mean I anytime I go to the bathroom I'm blessing somebody's (laughs) house
1: don't realize that their poops you know for being mm -hmm. fun but
2: I mean, that gives a whole new meaning to the term, holy shit. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. And and truly, it it really is.
0: Oh, my goodness. So it's your
1: urine. and, And here's another thing. A woman's menstrual blood is the most holiest thing there is. If you take, and I know it sounds disgusting, but that's too is a belief because it's what we've been taught. We've been taught that our period, thank God I don't have it no more. But, you know, we've been taught that that it's nasty and it's it's messy and it's this, that, and the other. And truly, if you were to take your menstrual blood and put it in a cup and take it and feed your garden and your plants and, and around your trees with it, you will never hunger you will have abundance in in ways that you cannot even imagine to make love to a woman when she's on her her cycle is 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 a holy in every sense of the word act amen you know, our vessels, you know, that saying, the church, you know, how they call churches temples. No, your vessel's your temple. You worship your vessel, you rub your tired feet and say, I love you out loud. And the reason I say out loud, you know, we can do it within too silently. Because obviously, you're not going to walk up to what the human says is a whole bunch of strangers and say, I love you you know people are going to say what the fuck's your problem oops sorry get my leg <laughs> no, okay bring it on <laughs> <laughs> and and you know so you can say that silently but you know in your own space you know your own whatever say it out loud because then your conscious mind is hearing it at the same time your subconscious mind is hearing it and that balance
3: the- Sorry to interrupt. What you had mentioned, three three one zero six, was the Holy Truth, Divine Code
1: of the Holy Eternal Mother. It's a Truth Code, three three one zero six. What is uh, a Truth is, Code? Is there a keypad somewhere? It's, everything comes down in your in your DNA, Lisa. It is your DNA, your mind. Remember, your brain is an operating system. Your vessel is a spaceship. Your consciousness is coming into back into controlling your body and rather than your mind, your thought process. And so your mind, your brain rather, not your mind, your brain operates on codes, sounds, colors, tones. It's an operating system. And so when I say a truth code number, that that's a code that activates in your DNA. It activates your original blueprint of, of that one consciousness of source that we all come from.
3: How can we use it? This code, say it
1: out, I'll draw it, write it, you know, on my water bottles or on my water cup, actually, because I don't use plastic bottles if I don't have to. Um, I have it written in, in permanent black marker 33106 and 33196. That's the Father's divine father's truth Book number. Where did I get these numbers? What people call your higher self, which I just call myself. That's who I am. Um, gave it to me. I don't, you know, I'm one of these that in the mountains those 40 days <clears throat> i was told to stop listening to the radio um watching movies reading books every not doing research nothing i was told to stop it all and i've really held on to that and in jesus and the angels told me that way the wisdom that was coming into me would not be tainted And the only way to trust thyself is to learn to know, to remember thyself. And if I was to follow all these other people and and everything else, it would cause confusion in me. And I found that, I have found that to be very accurate. Okay, so the the father code is
0: 339, no, 33196. 33196. I almost like... I think I want to get those tattooed on my body.
1: (laughs) I I say this, and I emphasize this. Take my word for nothing. Validate anything, and I mean anything I or anybody else says. Because everybody, again, is at their own level of frequency. You know, I understand that there's no such thing as energy vampires and dark cabal and da-da-da-da-da. I understand that's us that we are the Illuminati, the darkness, the evil. We are that. And But there's somebody that's on a level of frequency that's being attacked by what it seems to be a dark entity or evil being or energy vampire. I'm being attacked. Oh, God, save me. Help me. Send me energy. Hey, for them, it's very real because they're on that frequency that they have to neutralize in that timelines that those memories, because that's all a timeline is, is a memory they have to zero point those memories because that was of the experience of remember the 3d is only an experience it's not cool God. At all. <laughs> right right that's just like people say to me how can you sit there and mind you I look at my rape as a miracle I have no no sexual hang-ups or anything from my rape none of it To me, it was a miracle, and people can understand that, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, Pedophilia, rape, murder, all of that stuff, again, is a frequency, and people say, how can you sit there and say that it's not existing when it's happening all around us? It's being exposed in our government, yada, yada, yada. Well, if everything outside of time and space continuum Remember, this is linear time. So, anything that's happening is called the present right now. When you step outside and make it impersonal, make make the physical tangible outside world you perceive impersonal and maintain the frequency of your consciousness within and anchor that into your physical, tangible plane of existence, reality, you will find a higher in frequency you vibrate at. You will find that you come into being an observer rather than a participant of that. Yes, you observe that that lower distorted frequency, evilness, condensed light, whatever label you need to give it, is exists, but you're the observer now. Now you're the transformer. Now you don't have to engage and give an opinion or judgment about pedophilia, murder, or rape as good, bad, horrible, terrorizing, haunting, whatever label you need to give it. Emotional label. When you can, when you become the observer, you see it as, yeah, I see it. I observe it. I don't care for it. I accept it. But now I'm going to change that because no longer do I want that energetic experience in my reality and that's because we're conduits so we go through all of these experiences why would we do this to ourselves because we're the first and we're the last we're the future and we're the past remember those that piece of black paper with all those fragmented lights in holes. that's why I said I'm just Brian I'm just, on a, I'm just from a different timeline on a different frequency uh, dimensional frequency just like Lisa is Brian you're me and you're Lisa and you're Nicole and you're Matthew and Michael and Mark and John and Luke and you know they're just different energetic templates within our living library this is why you see so many people sit there well, I'm Mary Magdalene. Well, I'm Mother Mary. Well, I'm Archangel Michael. Well, I'm Yeshua. Well, I'm Senanda. Well, I'm Lady Nada. Well, I'm Anthea Anthena. Because we are all things. It's in our living library. But the whole point is that all those experiences and eras and timelines, Lemuria, Atlantis, Egypt, this, that, and the other, we're here to bring all those memories, the wisdom and the knowledge we gained from those lifetimes and then zero point to all those titles, all those gods and goddesses, all those ladies and lords, all those kings and kings, princesses, kings and queens and princesses and prince. We're, we're to bring all of those fragmented aspects of ourselves, all that wisdom of those lifetimes, of those frequencies, of those deities, if you will, back into ourselves to where no longer do we have a whole lot of gods and goddesses. We're back to the wholeness of source within our consciousness, individually and collectively.
0: I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh my mind is definitely uh, being stretched right now. I love it because. Um,
1: and again, I've, validate within. Just don't take my word for it.
0: No, I, 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 I'm not saying I am. It's just it's. It's, you're giving us just so much to think about. And, um. It's only our human mind that limits it. By thought. So you were saying, <laughs> <laughs> you were saying before, um, we paused, um, about, cause Lisa, Brian, you said you weren't following the whole DNA, um, codes, uh, being activated into, um, 48 strands. And then there was the 144,000. Did you say codons?
1: No, there's more. There's more than 144,000 codons. There's 144,000 dimensions. Okay, okay. And and each one has a whole bunch of frequencies and codes within themselves that activate codons that activate within the DNA.
3: Can I ask a question? When you were talking about keeping it impersonal. I think I understand what you mean by that. You're, you know, you're not getting emotional over whatever it is that's happening in your life as you perceive it to be happening maybe to you. And I think that's part of the, what I would call the awakening is when you start understanding that there's nothing outside of you. And just as you explain, you know, we're all one. It's the law of oneness. I mean, it all all this stuff just really fits together that you know we you are
1: know, all it seems the word oneness to interconnectedness yeah people misunderstand oneness it's really easy to sit there and say we're all one you know but to to fully grasp grasp it we're we're interconnected in other words what you're thinking you can rest assured, sure, the collective's thinking it to somewhere, someway, somehow, someone. What you're going through, that misery, that pain, that that joy, that bliss, you're putting that into the collective with every thought. And when I say make it impersonal, exactly what you were saying, beautiful, is nobody's doing anything to you because we're conduits yes, we're experiencing it because that's the only way we can overwrite the programming that that humanity has subliminally been programmed under through the mind, is by actually experiencing the more collectively consciousness beliefs and thought patterns that have, have been so ingrained into the mind. So we go through those experiences. Now, just like with the rapist, um, make it impersonal, put my face on his, then I no longer see the character. I no longer see the storyline. All I'm seeing is myself. So, okay, if if all of this is myself, what do I need to see in order to zero point this because I'm a conduit? So when you take away the labels of Brian, of Linda, Nicole, Lisa, Matthew, Michael, you take away the labels, mother, father, uncle, aunt. You take away the descriptions, molestation, abuse, addiction, um, unworthiness, um, distrust. You take away away the character and the personality and identifications of the story, then and only then can you see the foundation that that story was created on. Yeah. And that- only when you can see that energetic foundation can you neutralize it and zero point it to where you no longer have the memories, you just hold the wisdom and the knowledge of the experience.
0: That makes complete sense to me. I experienced that... Um- I want to say like maybe in in my early 30s when um, like one of my my past boyfriends had cheated on me and it took me almost seven years to get to this point where um, I was able to, as you call zero point, the um, the energy where I was able to remove all of the emotions that I had put on it, projected onto the uh, experience and just see it for what it was, become the observer and just become the witness And see that all he had done was just be my mirror. And so I did kind of what you did in a sense of like putting your face on the rapist. And it helped so much to see that he was showing me how little I thought of myself. And that I was, um, that he was just showing me how I thought of myself through him, through that entire um, act. And when I realized that. When I realized that he was just showing me what I really thought of myself, it all of a sudden became, like you said, a huge blessing. And I no longer carried the pain of the um, the, yep. the experience. And I, I remember feeling such, um, it was almost like I felt an incredible energy surge off my heart chakra that just lifted. And I felt like this weight had been gone and removed. And it just completely shifted everything. And that's what was the catalyst for me really starting to do a lot more deeper work on understanding my value and self-worth and how to start building that up within me. So that, um, that, that, that he was just showing me a lot of the work that I needed to do uh, within. Yes.
1: Now, take it. Now, how, how deeper did you take that? And, and why I asked that is because one, it's tied into the, every single male within your whole, Lifetime, this lifetime right now, every single male, whether it was a brother, an uncle, a father, a stepfather, a lover, a partner, a best friend, a co-worker, don't matter. Anybody that's ever been in your experience holds that. Now, cheating. Now, this is where I say make it impersonal because it's never what the physical presents itself. Cheating to the human aspect, like your experience, your boyfriend cheated on you. And now cheating To the human has to now is now directly is tied into relationships and sex. But cheating, really, the energetic signature behavioral template of cheating has nothing to do with sex nor cheating on your spouse as you would think it would be. Cheating, that template, the core inception points that led up to being betrayed, lied to, cheated on, stole from, because that's all part of cheating. That betrayal, that distrust, comes from the energetic inception point of when you veiled yourself, when you incarnated, you veiled yourself from the creator. Therefore, it automatically formed the second you incarnated into a baby's vessel, the vessel known as Lisa Nicole Brian, Linda. You veiled yourself from all that you have ever been. In other words, you have now had a walk-in experience and because a programming had walked into your vessel had masked you and veiled you from all that you are now every experience from the second we took our first breath has a core foundation of distrust unworthiness and abandonment and rejection which directly ties into cheating. Now, cheating, how it was put on that core foundation, inceptional foundation, if you will, how cheating comes into it is if you trace it back, you were cheated out of forming an emotional bond of love with one or more parental figures in your lifetime from up until the ages of seven years, seven to eight years old.
3: Can you say that again?
1: that last very just the very last part cheating is directly tied into being cheated out of forming an emotional bond of love with one or more parental figures in your early childhood from the moment you were born up until the ages of seven or eight
0: interesting
1: and if you observe that after the phone call any of you Because we've all, there's not one of us that in one way or another has not experienced cheating, betrayal, abuse, being lied to in one way or another. And every single one of our experiences, friendships, partnerships, relationships, everything is a ship, guys. A portal, a ship. Every single one of them have been built on an Inceptional Foundation. And all of it stems back to our parents, our parental figures, whether we were raised in a foster family, whether we were raised by our, our parents, step parents. Not only that, every relationship, again, in any way, shape, or form friendship, family ship, workship, whatever it may be has always been tied into a third party relationship. Mm
0: hmm. Well, when you when you say like to take it further and to really look at every male relationship, whether it's brother, uncle, cousin, whatever, you know, I think about that experience when I think back to it and how much it shifted everything for me is that was a huge turning point for me where because I always sought male approval, you know, because I always sought my father's approval more so than my mother's. And I've always felt abandoned because my father was a workaholic. And well, he had to be to, to raise the family to to feed all of us. Um, and so uh, I was always fighting for his time, fighting for his attention, fighting for his approval, always seeking it. And it was uh, that was always outside of me. And I think I compensated it because I was so masculine in my energy growing up up until this point that that is when I finally um, started to work with balancing the male energies and, and honoring the feminine energies and bringing more balance in, into it so that I was never seeking outside of me. Like that was the process of starting to build everything within, as opposed to having it all outside. Absolutely. And you know why? Well, because everything, that- everything
1: you just described, every single one of us have gone through as far as the feminine, because our higher self, our higher self, Linda Nicole, any female, is the masculine aspect. We have to everything we in order to bring in our higher self. Now, Brian's every mass, every masculine, his higher self is the feminine. So their ascension is and awakening is going to be different than ours because we have to bring in it's the masculine that is distorted for us our higher masculine is pure but every single one of our experiences with the masculine in in our human experiences has not been pure so we have those the memories and everything we're purifying
0: oh that's interesting
1: and the masculine the masculine's higher self now remember christ and magdalene are not names jesus Yeshua, Mary, Mother Mary Magdalene. That wasn't their birth names. Christ, it's Christ consciousness. It's Magdalene consciousness. Those are consciousnesses. Those are the whole, the whole of source. Those two together. So the masculine incarnates, Brian, Michael, everybody, their higher self that they're having to get in tune with is the feminine because... The feminine has abandoned them, emasculated them, rejected them, crucified them time and time and time again, just like the masculine has done to the feminine, because our higher self is masculine.
3: But we have many lifetimes where we may have been male or woman, male or female in those other
1: lifetimes. So how does that relate to your higher consciousness? Does that change? Because normally every other lifetime that we incarnate, we, in order to keep our soul balanced, and this is the distortion of twin flames, yada yada yada. Um, in order to keep our soul balanced, the alpha and the omega of the one source that we come from, if you will. Normally, we every other lifetime one is a feminine incarnation. With the masculine being the, the above, the unseen, the unheard, the unconscious. And the next lifetime, you know, it's inverted again. And where the masculine and the, and the feminine is the higher self. What's different in this ascension cycle is we are, we are bringing the, the higher aspects of our feminine and masculine essences from all those incarnations that hold that wisdom and knowledge we're bringing that into our consciousness the right and left brain if you will and we're but, does, your, but does the does does the higher self shift
2: when we when when we shift on you know when we incarnate in one lifetime it's male and another lifetime it's female the higher self shifts as well
1: Yes, and the reason why the higher self, self shifts is because when we die, the physical death, lay down this vessel, we automatically go through the life review, yada, 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 and we merge back in with our higher aspect. That's You know, that's where they say all the twin flames stuff. Really, all it is is the full merging of the ethereal higher self with the physical vessel normally that has never been able to be done until after we die of physical death when the soul leaves the body that's when the two merge together and then they ascend as a whole what this ascension process is doing is and this is the crystal lining of the dna aspect of it this is where the the metatron's cube and the sake, the flower of life comes in to play because they're all coded, their codes for your DNA, your consciousness of of your original blueprint. This ascension, we're crystallining that to where never again will Michael's higher self aspect, the feminine, be outside of him or unseen. Where Linda, Nicole, and Lisa's higher masculine aspect is unseen or above, if you will. We're bringing it into the vessel by raising our frequency through the forgiveness of what Lisa just described. Through that forgiveness, she set herself free. When she did that, when she said her heart expanded, her heart chakra expanded, that shifted her right then and there to a higher frequency, which now gave her opportunity to have more light come into her vessel, the more, the more you heal and release of these experiences, these memories, like Lisa did with the cheating boyfriend, and you neutralize that, those energetic signature behaviors, those memories, if you will. You read con- That is what is known as darkness, the shadow side, the condensed light. That's what you're releasing. The more you light you take in, the lighter your vessel becomes. Eventually, your flesh, if you pay attention, if you look in the mirror, you can see your veins. Your skin appears thinner now because the more you heal and release that carbon-based density, you're holding more light in, which means you're anchoring it into the Metatron's cube, if you will, the grid whatever people want to label it, but you're anchoring that in to your physical vessel's consciousness. Therefore, the physical outside plane of existence that you perceive has to to change to match your new frequency you evolved to. Now, Lisa, with your experience after you healed that, you said your whole reality changed.
0: That was um, me, Nicole.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Nicole. You guys sound the same to me. Yeah, yeah, but we're we're all one. Yeah, so.
0: exactly. <laughs> we're all
1: interconnected, absolutely. And, and and it's a proven fact The five people that you spend the most time around, you become like them.
0: Oh gosh, Brian, we gotta stop hanging out <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you're because so, we're so interconnected, and you vibrate at. That's why, you know, again, the distortion in the spiritual groups and communities about people being dark or false or this, that, and the other, the higher in frequency you evolve to, the more people like that fall away from you. Those timelines, those experiences, those energies, and when you zero point something, Nicole, like you did with a cheating boyfriend, when you zero point that, no longer do you have that energy come into your experience. So when you zero point the cheating aspect your next relationships now you're not going to have to worry about unless of course you didn't zero point it then it's going to keep coming back and coming back until you recognize it and zero point it but when you zero point it just like with rape or pedophilia or or betrayal or whatever um you you don't have those energy, karmic energies coming back to you because you're no longer putting that energy out because you've zero-pointed it. You've brought it from the unconscious to the con- your conscious awareness to where you could recognize it, that he was showing you yourself what you needed, the narcissism, the codependency, the emotional manipulation, all of that stuff that you had to heal within yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's why you come to higher frequency, you go, and why so many of us say that the separation of the worlds. Right now, those that are chosen to ascend with the planet, awaken into full consciousness, if you will. The separation of the worlds is you're going, we're going more into a 5D harmonic frequency, collective consciousness of unity peace unconditional selfless love service to others harmony that kind of harmonic frequency existence in our physical tangible reality now those that are unawakened still sleeping still in the lower frequency timeline distorted frequencies of fear they're going to they're separating from our collective consciousness that's why the higher frequency you rise to, there's not 7.8 billion fragmented aspects of ourselves on on our existence plane, because not everybody is ascending with us. So you know we're gonna go down to like 900,000 on the new Earth ship known as the New Jerusalem or the five D collective consciousness star grid
3: now i know you said that the event already happened that it was in 2012 but a lot of people are talking about it now as something that is an, an additional thing is going to happen i guess
1: well they still expect the event to be one thing an energy burster. Or- yeah. And, and and it's happening it just happened on the, on the on five five we just went through a, a massive collective quantum leap in in mass frequency because the individually humanity those on the awakening journey has reached individually they reached their this a certain frequency which was like the hundred monkeys syndrome which May, let us do a quantum leap in the collective consciousness that just occurred on the five five gateway
0: Same that a particular mile.
1: gateway portal that particular portal activated the codes five five one one or six six or twelve however you want to look at it or three which is a consci- which is a christ magdalene consciousness so with that comes now what people like greg prescott on n5d and them guys say have have written about like three huge tidal waves or you've heard i'm sure you've heard it is with energy waves coming in that let's let there be light so for those of you for those out there that that are expecting a a, an event a singular event well it's just not going to happen Because it's a stairway to heaven, our physical vessels cannot cannot hold that much light information. So we have to gradually awaken to to that information. And so we got another huge light wave, if you will, shift, event shift, if you will, on the 15th at the new moon. Now that one is significant. This, this Thursday, Friday, the massive, the masculine essence within and without Uranus, we, the planetary alignments, Uranus is moving into Taurus. Uranus is all about sudden change oh. that the energy is coming in. Taurus is the bull. It's all about harmony. It's all about liberation. It's all about freedom and Taurus and Uranus energies are very compatible. So
0: Yes, you know, I, I've read about this because I'm a Taurus and I've read that in my horoscope, the new moon, the 15th, is a very pivotal transition time for me. Because I think it's tra- Uranus moves into my first house. Um, and that, yeah, yeah? And- Taurus
1: is the sun. So you're going to get like a triple whammy, if you will. Because collectively and on this planet... Uranus moving into Taurus is putting us in a whole new seven-year cycle, a new beginning. And Uranus is all about sudden change. Now you're going to see another third of these 3.5 million light workers are going to spiral. We already have one-third of them spiraling. Now you're going to have another third of them spiraling. Why do I say that? Because now we've come into... the the awakening and the awareness of these awakening with awakening comes divine responsibility and now this is where you're going to see a third of them spiral because the human aspect is going to step up and claim that it's it's their divine responsibility to feed the dark only they're not realizing consciously they're feeding the dark And some of them are, but, you know, but this is where another 30 is going to spiral again. And,
3: you know, when you say spiral, you say they have to face their shadow selves or demons. I mean, that's just you're just talking about inner work as far as. Right.
1: When I say spiral, yes, because with every infusion of light we get or wave or quantum leap, we take collectively as well as individually but remember now uranus and taurus that's planetary that's ascension that's not an individual awakening that's a collective ascension that it's affecting you happen to have your sun in taurus so it's going to affect you even more individually because remember individually we are the collective as well so this is a huge, tangible, physical presentation of of an energy shift that's going to alter our physical realities. This is where you're going to see a lot more sudden deaths. This uh, people short um, having heart attacks, dying in their sleep. This is where you're going to see a lot more chaos and turbulence erupt because we've got another huge light infusion of let there be light this is where you're gonna see out of the blue people are either getting married to what is coined a complete stranger they met a week ago or you're gonna see people that you thought were in the most happiest stablest marriages fall apart this is where people are going to lose out of the blue their jobs their homes And they're going to be relocated because this is where spirit is saying, look, we've given you a five year grace period. You haven't listened to anything that we've tried to show you. You know, you've resisted change in every way, shape or form because you didn't have fear. You didn't have the money, this, that or the other. Now we're forcing change upon you. That's what Uranus and Chorus is all about.
0: It sounds, it <laughs> I mean, one perspective, it can kind of sound ominous, but then and it just depends on what side of the coin you're looking at, I guess. But, um, but your
1: higher aspect looks at both sides of the coin. Yeah. Because that's the only way you see outside of your own perception. See, when you tap into your God consciousness, Christ consciousness, Omega consciousness, whatever you want to call it, When you tap into that, again, you see contrast, you don't see, you see both sides of the pendulum, the scales of justice, if you will. You see both inversions. Your journey has been to turn the hourglass into a diamond, to flip up those two and make it a diamond, to bring those two platforms together that are separated by the hourglass, to flatten the hourglass. That's what your shift in consciousness is doing with every energy wave, every event shift. Mm-hmm. We just had an event shift, Five, five, we're having another event shift, 5:15. We're having another one, six, one. The first day of every month of this year is a shift in consciousness. And that's not counting all the planetary alignments. That's not counting the equinoxes, the eclipses on top of it all.
3: I feel like a (laughs) yo-yo energetically
1: (laughs) ride the roller coaster of freedom.
3: It's just, (laughs) it's crazy. I just,
0: yeah. Well, gosh, things
3: just come out of the blue.
0: I know. Linda, thanks so much for being on the show. You've given us so much to think about. Like, I, I'm gonna have to listen to this episode a couple times again just to process it all because um, there's just so much information here. It's and it, but it's great. I we appreciate you coming on and love to have you back on the show again sometime in the future.
2: Or come to the uh, come to the cruise. Come on the cruise.
0: What cruise? Oh, <laughs> so we've got a we're going on a. It's called the Waves of Light, a conscious conference at sea and uh, it's in january um out of tampa the 17th to the 21st so we're having a conference on this cruise oh you should send me the information i will i'll send it to you after the show and to all of our audience if you want any more information or you want to get a ticket um may 13th is the final day that you're able to lock in at the price that we've we've got um after the 13th we the price will likely go up um we can't guarantee uh, that price any longer. So, um, you would want to lock in that ticket with just a deposit. And so, and then you get a payment plan of about five different, um, five months, I believe it is. And so, uh, wavesoflight.org is where you can go to get more information on that. And if you have questions, you can also email us at info enlightenup.us. At um, and um, Linda, thank you so much for being on the show. You've been an absolute pleasure and a wealth of knowledge. And wisdom.
1: Thank you guys for having me. It
0: yeah, was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I have to say, Brian, I was really impressed with uh, your questions and how you were following along. Whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian, I just adore you. <laughs> Thank you. So there's one. <laughs> there's one
3: person that adores. There's, there's them. one. He found one.
0: Well, if there's one, there's all, right? <laughs>
2: That's a great way to look at it.
0: Uh, All right, everyone. Thanks for being on the show and uh, tune in until next week. We'll see you later. Thank you.
1: Bye. Bye bye, guys.